Hey, Kill Martin. Hey, Shen. We did it. Another week without killing ourselves. What's going on? <laughs> wow. Wow. All that's, right. That's a, that's a good baseline, you know? <laughs> people people are always, oh, I'm not grinding enough. If you're still alive mm-hmm. and not dead by your own hand, maybe mm-hmm. that's your win for the week. Right. Guess who didn't get to do enough sets this week? Me. Oh. Me and my attitude problem. You're going to so. be a feisty today. I am going to be full of beans. Mm-hmm. Beans, I tell you. I'm going to take the pills and keep me alive. Oh, great. Uh, blood thinner and statins. Oh, there you, know, you go. It's, uh, they aren't the sexiest drugs. I know a lot of our sexy listeners are on antidepressants because their <laughs> emotions are so romantic and deep. Well, guess what? I'm, misfire. Yeah. Yes, I'm fucking just trying to keep my arteries from clogging. You know, it's not <laughs> it's not as glamorous as the artistic depression that all my friends are feeling. Right, right. But I have massive anxiety. I am just um, I'm I I should be happy after a, a successful week in Montreal, but I I was just nervous and anxious all week, and it's um, you know, I don't know. That's that. Well, it's there's also that letdown after a big thing like Montreal. Like you mm-hmm. do the JFL and you're just like, I wonder if powerful people are mating over, you know, rare stakes of endangered species. And <laughs> why haven't I been invited? So, um, and why aren't they discussing me? They're only talking about uh, new faces. And, uh, you know, I was a new face once and they, they discussed me and decided no. Right. But I kept going and Same. here I am still Same. in show business. Uh-huh. The one year I, uh, my, it wasn't the last year I went, but it, uh, I was going every other year for a while. And I felt very glamorous and very loved, uh, even though nobody gave a shit when I left. And yeah. it was just Jeff Singer recognizing me. And so, uh, and what did that mean? Ooh, we don't know. <laughs> uh, so let's examine your outfits from back in the day and see what you did right. <laughs> oh, I noticed that uh, with this shirt, I have a cleavage in my neck. I look like a flux capacitor. Wow. uh, I don't know what that is, but you look sexy. Yeah. As does a flux capacitor. Uh, You were talking about time travel. Anyway, so. um, (laughs) On Twitter. Yes. Back to the future. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So the one year, one of the years Maria brought me to feature for her when she did a week. And she did a week before, you know, you know, when they give comics the week and it's usually the week before sort of the big names. The French week, right? Yeah. I think it's French week. Yeah. And so um, the guy who books Montreal or used to, um, and it wasn't Singer, it was some other guy. Um, uh, Bruce, Bruce Hills? Uh, I can't remember. Okay. Sort of oh, Robbie, TV. Robbie Croft. Yeah, is he's he still Netflix doing now. it? No, he's, he's at oh, Netflix. Oh, okay. He's Great. not booking me at Netflix now. Right, exactly. Great. Yeah. Looking forward to him not caring about me at Netflix, <laughs> as he has, yeah. he has never done. But, yeah. the, um, but I will say that he is, uh, he came in one night because I was really, ir- you know how sometimes you just get irritated about your career. I know yeah. you never feel this way, <laughs> but, uh, sometimes I get irritated when I'm not, when I'm not asked to do stuff. Right. And uh-huh. so, um, when I came in with Maria, uh, I was like, I'm going to do, and it was six shows, six or seven shows. And, uh, I was like, I'm going to do a different 15 minutes every show just to keep myself out of my head yeah, and into my notebook. Right. And uh, yeah. there's a slogan, but uh, the, uh, but that I think, and it worked. And at one point that the guy from who's for, at Netflix now came in and he said, I heard you're doing different 15s every night. No, really? Yeah. Word got out. How, yeah. how did it get out? Was it you getting the word out? Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, it was probably me bitching. And then it's somebody told him about it. And so, but he, of course, came the fifth the fifth show, where where I'm deep into new stuff, and it's fine. Right. But and it doesn't matter. I mean, I wasn't doing it for him. I was literally, I would have, I would have done it for him. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I was doing it for myself to make sure. myself less mad. Yeah. And um, but it was um, 
it is interesting. And I like Montreal, the city. I, 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 I actually, when I, I did the comedy nest one time and, but I only did it once, like it was in February or, and, um, and it was super fun and I would go, and it was in this weird, creepy dead mall. And, yeah. um, I did, we did a, we were doing warm up sets there. It's still in that creepy dead mall. Right. Right. Cause that's yeah. where the gala warm up sets where, where they take notes. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I really liked the week that I was there. It was super fun. And I got to hang out in Montreal, which is always good. Um, but I didn't, I've never gone back. So putting that down as a please, I would like to. Go yeah. There. Um, I actually only spent two full days there because oh. we got uh, Thursday, Friday, and then I was writing for one of the other, from one of the gala performers. So I was kind of like sending that person jokes and stuff. Um, and I, you know what? And I got to watch those jokes work and not work. Okay. <laughs> and um, I was like, I really miss this. You know, I mean, yeah. that used to be every single day, you know, mm-hmm. when Conan would start your joke, it's like, oh, hit it, hit it. And then, then it, Sometimes he would say it right perfectly and it wouldn't work. And you're like, oh, all right. And then other times, uh, like he would have like a, just a little, he'd trip up a little bit Mm -hmm. or, and you're like, God damn it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Kill it over. (laughs) But whatever. such an interesting vibe for the, for the late night set writer, you know, for the, for the monologue writers, because, um, I wondered what sort of pleasure you could get out of it, watching someone else do your joke, but I did yeah. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because- Karen Foley did a did a tag of mine once on one of her late night sets. Yeah. And I did get a great deal of satisfaction out of how yeah. well it worked. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. It's cool. Um. So that was that was fun, and I felt alive for a, a ta- for a little bit. Had a sense of purpose, and then I came back, and uh, you know, uh, back to the old self. Yep. I did two sets on mm-hmm. Friday. At, 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 um, what's it called at flappers. It was nice, cool. nice enough to get, uh, work-ins. Yes. Um, and tried some of the new mom-in-law stuff first show. So you have new mother-in-law jokes. Yeah. Didn't, didn't work. Landed like one punchline in five minutes, you know? And, uh, and so it was almost entirely premise. Uh, so second show, I had a 10 minute set and I couldn't face it. So I worked on the other new chunk. So um, the uh, it's kind of working. And, and I actually, speaking of Erin Foley, I actually went to lunch with her and had, uh, she had a really good uh, tag for, um, for, for one, for that, for that one joke I'm working on uh, in in the gun bit. Yeah. And oh, get this. Do you remember Mike Burton? Yeah. Okay. So he has wait, done stand up. Wait, there's two. I think there's two, right? East Coast Mike Chicago Burton. Chicago guy. Okay. I okay. Yeah. Maybe not. He's a tiny buff dude. Very handsome. He's about our age. And, mm-hmm. um, but he has been teaching Krav Maga. Oh, for interesting. 15 years. Okay. And uh, so he did a set. It was very funny. Uh, but he, had, he said he hadn't, he hadn't been up and he just started coming back to doing it. And we were at oh, Flappers together. I saw him at Flappers. Yes. Okay. I okay. did see him recently. Yeah. Cool. So we're walking to the furniture store to get our cars after our mm-hmm. sets. <laughs> and, uh, and so. This is a very local podcast, by the way. We're <laughs> so local. You're, you guys, you're crossing Flappers. first in Magnolia to get to your car in, in the Ashley at, Furniture. At the Ashley Furniture yeah. lot. This mm-hmm. is now an ad for Ashley Furniture, you guys. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but there's three cop cars that have pulled somebody over. And so there's an active cop scene with three giant SUV bullet cars, right? Those you start recording? Tempted, but not Mike Burton. Mike Burton's like, oh, I bet you they know this guy that I train on the force. I gotta, I'll be right back. Oh, no. What? <laughs> My reaction entirely. A cab, A cab. Come on now, Mike. And so Mike walks over, and I'm like, you are very lucky that you are a tiny white guy, tiny buff white guy in his 50s uh, with a shaved head walking up to these cops in the middle of their, you know, performance or whatever cops call that. Sure. And, uh, <laughs> And he wasn't killed. Right. A matter of fact, they they both were like, "Hey, how's it going?" And then, and then I go, 
I'm going to go get my car before you introduce <laughs> me to the police. Uh, and so I start walking away. He's like, no, no, I'm coming. I'm coming. He's like, they did know him. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure they did. Anyway, um, huh. it was such well, a weird experience. To, uh, I had a weird experience this week. So on Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday, I, I, I'm like, I didn't have a set. I adjusted my head to mentally you know i'm just taking the night off gonna hang out with my son we're gonna watch That's right. we're watching malcolm in the middle which is so fucking good we're loving it right okay and uh and then uh and i'm you know i'm just sitting in my red chair and i get a little notification on twitter from someone i don't think i know who said i follow you on twitter what is this right okay. and oh, all right so all right okay so it's a picture of me and Louis C.K., I'm featuring for him on a show tonight. Oh, that very Wednesday night. night. Yeah. So for for t- I had two reactions, which is I didn't know I had a show tonight. Okay, I guess I forgot to write it down. Who put me on the lineup with Louis? Because yeah. I couldn't I couldn't tell from the graphic where the club was. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It just had the date. And who is this person uh, policing my spots? You know. Right. Well. That, of course, is just some usually a young comic who wants to look up to you. I, I don't know. But it was it was like, first of all, uh, if I took a set or whatever, it's like uh, not, not your business. You know, like, uh, <laughs> honestly, if I if I said yes to something, uh, you know, maybe there's other things happening that, you know, I didn't really know about. But it's but uh, you're I, accountable to each and every one of our fans. Laura. I don't think you understand. Well, it was. But it was like, it was, the whole thing was, I follow you on Twitter. What the hell? Like, yeah. oh, so like, my free we know tweets, each other? my, the tweets I write for free, unpaid that you enjoy allow you to monitor my calendar. Yeah. No. Okay. But that was separate because I didn't know what the fuck the show was. Right. 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 So I'm like, I, I, you know, so I, I, I'm trying to find out, I'm looking through all potential ways I get shows. Twitter, Instagram, uh, Gmail, and text, right? Those are the four ways, basically, people contact me for shows. I'm searching. I'm doing, I'm searching Louie. I'm like, I'm like, how would I say yes to this and not remember it? Mm-hmm. And uh, the date, nothing's coming up, right? And so finally, uh, oh, the person I asked, yes, the, I asked the person who tweeted to me because I, I get, maybe I didn't get mad at her because I needed more information from her. But (laughs) I said, what what club is this? What is this? Yeah. And she told me. So then I, then I start looking again, searching my Gmail and nothing's packed. Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing. So, and I'm like, did I not know there, is there, is it a Purdue show? I said yes to, I can't figure it out. So I, I, I email the club and, uh, I said, hey, I guess I'm on this show tonight. It's in four hours. I'm opening for Louie. Um, and I, you know, I just want you to know, I'll do it. I didn't know about it, but I'll do it. Uh, but it, just so you know, here's a link to an op-ed I wrote for the New York Times about what a piece of shit Louie is. <laughs> so I'm, I mean, I'm surprised he okayed you it. I, you, know, it yeah. you know what? I'm not, I never say no to spots. And I yeah. was already planning a little insurrection during my set. Oh, sweet. You know, I was, I was like, do I, cause it was sold out. It was a 1030 show it was sold out. So I'm like, do I, do I do a whole set? Say do really well. And mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. at the last, say three minutes, I get the light. And then I just start talking about what a piece of shit the next comic is. Do I yeah. do that? Oh, wow. Like, will I, because will once, once the audience starts to love you, you're like, you hate to give it going. Up. You hate yeah. to give it up. Uh-huh. Or, do I open the show going, you know what? Hey, FYI, sold out crowd. I think the headliner's a piece of shit. And, uh, but here, anyway, here's my jokes. Like, do I dig a huge hole for myself and see if I can get out of it? I don't that's know. Actually, that's actually the experience. I saw Bill Cosby do that once. So, you know, remember that show I told you about the first time I saw Bill Cosby? No. He called, he, he, he called a kid up on stage and the kid's mom and he called the kid fat and uh gave him an x double xl t-shirt the kid was like 11 oh my god and and then he sent him back to their uh and then he dug himself out of that hole because he'd been doing stand-up for 45 years it was an interesting experience to watch him do it but i did not as you might imagine enjoy it no but well i could only hope that i would be as likable as bill cosby (laughs) and win this audience back so so i'm plotting i'm and i'm and before 
prior to that, by the way, I was so exhausted and depressed and full of anxiety. And I'm like, I just, I don't feel good. But the, the, all the adrenaline's running through me on, on how to do, how to do this set. And then, uh, and then I get contacted by the club and they said, oh, we're so sorry. <laughs> uh, we, Laura Keitlinger's actually opening for him and we, they just wrote your name down by mistake. Oh my and, God. And I was, Keitlinger doesn't do that many sets. No, but here's the thing. Uh, she just did like a run at the California Comedy Club, the old Hyperion, uh, yeah. which I, I saw her one woman show. It was really good. Yeah. But no, she's this has happened to us before. Laura and I, although I think just to me, because I was recording a, 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 a an album in 2004 and the MC brought me up as Laura Keitlinger. Wow. On a, an album. On the album. Which I, by the way, didn't release. Okay. Because I was so depressed. I was like, not even the MC knows who I am. Do I even deserve to have an album? Like that was going through my head the entire set. Okay. I can't but express it, to you how much. Have you listened to that set? Uh, somewhere around. It's kicking you around. You should find that set. And you find know what? Out if it's... There's probably a couple jokes in there that uh, maybe the good Lord was intervening and saying, Making hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why don't you recut that and put it out on a rad album? those parts. Uh, maybe. But anyway. So so it's happened before. So, so they, uh, and, and then I guess some. Somebody was at the show and took a screenshot of the lineup and I was still on the lineup. So I get, Ugh. I'm sure Louie must've been like, what the fuck? Or I don't know, but, and I don't care, but uh, no. that was, so I was so amped up, you know, for what could have been a momentous historic set or, you know, something that no right. one ever it could have been on about. TMZ or not at all. One well, of those yeah. two things could have happened. Exactly. Yeah. Every time you think it's going to be a big thing, it's actually no one gives a shit. So right. I, at least I know that to know it might have been nothing anyway. Right. But, uh, but so, but I was all amped up, and then I then that what came across my Twitter feed was Sarah Schaefer's show. She was doing her set that night. And I'm like, hey, all right, you know what? I, I'm ready to go out, and uh, you know, I'll just go out. So I went to see her um, show That's that right. she's working on. It's really funny. And, uh, it, she was, she did it at the, the clubhouse and I think she's at the Elysian. Anyway, uh, check it out. If you're, if you're in LA, she's doing a one woman show. That's really funny. It's about, it's, it's about comedy. So I feel, I feel bad because I'm sure every comic that watches it has 300 ideas because it's about stand up comedy, you know, and the references and everything. Um, but it, it was really great. So that, so that happened and I tried, I wasn't like, you know, mad or anything. I just, you know, no. I, how can well, you get mad? I still want to work the club. So I'm not going to get mad at anybody. And it was, I could see how the mistake was made. It was made before and, uh, life went on. And, uh, I guess, I guess maybe the person I got most annoyed with was the one going, I follow you on Twitter. What is this? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mentioned it to Mike Burton. He was like, well, why is she mad at Louis C.K.? What? Yes. No. Yep. And Has I he said, not heard? Uh, that's what I said. I said, have you not heard what a shitbag Louis C.K. was? And probably still is. And he was like, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jackie, I tweeted this. I believe it. Male comics and female comics, we have nothing in common. No offense, Kyle, <laughs> but our lives have nothing in common. <laughs> nothing in common. Zero. <laughs> Even when we're on stage, what we have to deal with versus what they have to deal with, completely yep. different. I can't, you, I can't you, even believe we're listed in the IRS I, uh, I, I, career I, codes as the same. I posted the clip with, of me getting back on stage that John DeBoer yeah. uh, took. Cool. And, uh, and it was good. It was, uh, I was always, I was super nervous that they were going to sound mad or that they, they'd be all weird when I came back out, but they applauded. They were on board. So they were fine with it. And the manager of Acme, um, cause I, uh, I told the story essentially in a couple of tweets and he retweeted the one where I mentioned his, his name, but I didn't know that he was on Twitter and he goes, I can verify this. I did actually say to the woman, essentially, he verified that he went up to her and said, that was your cue to leave. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. I, I think people have had it with other people. 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like Very you, possible. you hope someone in a plane gets taken off or duct taped to their seat. Like we we actually want more consequences than being do destroyed you have an, by a comedian. Do you have an opinion about the JetBlue Spirit Airline merger? Oh, is it on is it happening for sure? I thought yeah. it was being fought heavily. Well, it by was, but I uh, I thought that they had had blown through. I thought that they had they had I don't know. Through. I mean uh JetBlue doesn't fly enough places for sure. Uh, and Spirit flies more places. I mean, or additional places. They have additional, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that'd be nice because I have so many JetBlue miles that I can only use on a few routes. Um, hey, I just hit the Delta million mile person. Wow. Yeah. So I uh, I got a $250 gift voucher, and uh, which will pay for a third of one flight. Wow. And then I, and I get uh, a, a sort of another sort of notch towards getting bumped up. It's a different, it's a different path to also getting. So you'll, you'll, you're that much closer to first class all the time. All the time. Yeah. Which is nice. Incredible. Which when is, did you uh, start your relationship with Delta? Probably six or seven, maybe, I don't know. Marilyn Bamford told me to do it. And so I don't, I don't remember what year, but uh, maybe That's 10 it. years. So 10 years it took you. Wow. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Wow. And, um, yeah, this week I'm off to back to Denver area, back to Colorado to Fort Collins Comedy See, Fort. I, I thought there was there's not that rule that you can't work one within a certain amount of time than it's, the other. It's sort of like a you know weird gentleman's agreement, but I was covering for somebody. Oh, I see. You filled so, in. So right, and and so I got booked for for Denver South a couple of like not that long ago. Right, right. Like four weeks ago, and I told my agent i was like well you have to remind her that two weeks later i'm at fort collins in boulder an hour over an hour from from denver and ask her if it's okay and um and i don't know because i don't know what i would have done because you want to honor the first gig yeah Mm -hmm. but the denver gig has more money right Mm -hmm. so um but the and luckily she was like no it's fine it's fine it is. It was after. So, yeah, and it's after, and it's and it's, and it isn't over an hour away. So I think it'll be fine. Uh, as far as anybody who was thinking of coming to see me, that happens to live in Montana. So uh, you no, know, I'm trying to think of that Bay Area terms. That's like that's like uh, I'm gonna say, I guess Walnut Creek to San Jose. You know, mm-hmm. with yeah. um, with some traffic. Yeah, I mean. I just, Anyone going to see a show in Walnut Creek is not also going to a show in San Jose. Right. Yeah. Or the other way around. Right. And it's, by the way, yeah. I'm, at, I'm at the punchline next week. So this week I'm doing Fort Collins and Boulder. And then next week I'm doing the punchline. And that's great. I didn't have, ju- I, 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 I logged in every day this week for jury duty was never, never had to go in. Exciting. Um, and last so you're night. you're done now? So I'm done now. Yeah. Until next year. I spent two days thinking about driving down to Brea to see Chad Daniels. Speaking of seeing other people do stand-up comedy. Okay. I guess Pat Oswalt was featuring for him. What? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And uh, at least for last night, I think he was. Yeah. And then Patton's headlining tonight down there. Oh, cool. And uh, Sunday. I think he just dumped a bunch of material on a Netflix special that's coming out. So he's probably just re- in the rebuilding phase. Yeah. Yeah. The rebuilding phase is... What it is, mm-hmm. you know, and he hosted uh, my um, my gala. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, Car- yeah. Carmen was down there last night. Did a guest set, uh, Carmen Morales, a uh, chance mm-hmm. thing, and um, and she was like, Pat Oswalt's really funny and fun to hang out with. And I was like, Yes, mm-hmm. yes, for the last thirty odd years. <laughs> and uh, well, you know what? A lot of times when comics get famous, they uh, they lose that uh, joie de vivre. <laughs> But uh, yes, I'm maybe. pronouncing it wrong. I've been in Montreal just recently, so I feel like I can speak French. But uh, <laughs> Patton's, uh, Patton hasn't. He's uh, he's still a comic at heart, you know. Just right. A, he's a road comic, you know, with some right. cool gigs in between. You, um, so I didn't ask you. I didn't ask either of you, but uh, you're both welcome, I guess. Uh, but the um, Dynasty wants me to do one of those and Friends shows. Mm-hmm. And on August 25th at 7.30 at Dynasty Typewriter. And, um, yeah, write it down. You too, Kyle. What's the date? August 25th. It's a Thursday, Dynasty mm-hmm. Typewriter. 
And, I'm available. Um, and I did see you post about it. And I did look at the lineup and not see my name. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I'm like, she's allowed to have other friends, I guess. Lori, let's well, not support this. Let's cut this right here. It's us and Andy, and that is all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it's, uh, it's a hell of a lineup. I mean, it was, I was, uh, so, and now with you two, it's going to be even better. Because it's, did, wait, did, did two of them drop out? Is that no, why you're nobody's, asking us? Nobody's dropped out. It's, right. it's Maria Bamford. Okay. All right. Okay. It's, it's Kira Sultanovich and Maria Bamford and uh-huh. me. Uh-huh. And then Suli McCullough, who I haven't got to see do stand-up in, you know, several years. And so I was like, will you come and do stand-up? And he said, of course. I said, we would be friends if we ever hung out. And he said, I think of you as a comedy friend, Jackie, which is a lot like saying work friend, but slightly better. And yeah. then, yeah, I think we would be friends That's if we good. hung out more. And ha- same with Helen Hong, uh, who oh, has yeah. a, her sister, they have a baby. Her and her, you know. Oh, her sister. Her and her sister. Yeah. And she's she's yeah. co-parenting with her sister. Yeah. Her niece. That is so cool. It really is. And and she also has a hell of a career. So it's not like she's not busy. And I was like, can you do it? So now, you know, yeah. So that's All right. and then I'll host Exciting. and it'll be super fun. Whee. Exciting. Um, voucher. That reminds me, I gotta I have to deal with Air Canada. They should immediately just send you three hundred dollars when they sent when you had to go to a hotel. But yeah, now I have to just write a check through the website and then uh, wait while they, you know, oh, so annoying. Oh, my um, last Mike Burton story. Uh, okay. <laughs> he tagged one of my um, one of my jokes, and uh, and it was a good one. It was just he he was the his tag actually. You ever get you ever somebody tags your joke and you're like no, but that gives me an idea. <laughs> yes, right, that's, right, well, right. It, That happens all the time, right? And and I I would say uh, Mike Burton still gets credit for tagging my joke <laughs> because he he made that me think ha- in the right direction. Yes, that happened in Montreal. I was doing the alt show, and uh, and someone said, "Oh, when you said this, I thought you you meant this." And I was like, "Oh, I I see how it did it did yeah." Uh, I see how people, and I'm like, "Oh, are other people thinking that?" And that's why it's not working, right? Um, and and it's then they gave me it, but they gave me a tag based on the on what they had. That what they had thought it was, which yep. was funny, but it's like, oh, that's going to take this in a totally different direction than where I don't want it to go. But thank you. That's exactly <laughs> but, what Mike did. Yeah. But, yeah. But what you said makes me realize I have to pick another phrase completely because it's re- reminding people of a different phrase that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Exactly. Yeah. But I didn't want to say it to the person that gave me the tag because they were, ex- they were excited about their tag because right. it was funny within itself but it yeah. um it doesn't belong in that bit right <laughs> but right. You, know, you can't tell someone that you know no no and and they did help in in, in a certain way and it yeah. um uh-huh. and whenever anybody whenever i've tagged anything like i walked into the the yoohoo show that i was on have we ever done um i think it's allison schmidt have we ever comic of the week to her because she uh, had a very, she... very astro- astrology uh, Jesus joke that was uh, kind of epic. And I was watching all the different comics. There were, and there were a bunch of women. And um, it was actually a really nice, good job, Josh, on the lineup. Nice diversity. Nice non-homogeneity, shall I say. Because there was also some white well, guys. She, but yeah. she has not been a comic of the week yet. Brittany well, Schmidt has, though. Okay. But she won't be uh, this comic this week's comic the week so we have different one lined up right and and i'm yeah. just talking about how great that yeah joke is. right yeah. we can always discuss these things off the podcast jackie no no not- i needed to <laughs> fill that 37 seconds. okay all right and just just look at it now look what's happening right now we filled another 10 seconds with a conversation about how this conversation could have happened elsewhere we'll be back next week guys uh we've it's it's over let's take that break <laughs> seriously I mean, you're almost basically on time, so we're taking it. Okay. A minute early. <laughs> Let's do it. Hey, it's John Moe, host of Depression Mode, a podcast about people's mental health journeys. Guess who we got? Guess who? It's Jamie Lee Curtis. I look at life now as the game of guess who, which is simply the process of elimination. I know what I don't like. That's how I found out who I am. Jamie Lee Curtis on addiction, show business, and fooling people. 
all on Depression Mode from Maximum Fun, wherever you get your podcasts. So you've probably heard about microdosing. If not, just know that all sorts of people are microdosing daily to feel healthier and perform better. Our show today is sponsored by my, I'm going to say my favorite sponsor ever. And no offense <laughs> to everybody else. So microdose yeah. gummies. Yeah, microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Now, with me, I use them for sleep. They've replaced melatonin. I was taking like five or six uh, or 50 or 60 uh, I don't know how melatonin's measured milligram. I, who cares? But I was taking five or six of my 10 meg film of uh, pills and I'm not taking them at all anymore. I have no nightmares. I sleep like a baby and, uh, I have a uh, Lumi labs to thank. Um, so listen, uh, microdose is available nationwide to learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use the code Jackie Lori to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Uh, links can be found in our show description. But again, if you're driving and texting, it's microdose.com. <laughs> Code Jackie Laurie, but pull over first. Microdose.com, code Jackie Laurie, and sleep or feel good or both. How about the comic of the week? Let's do that. Oh, our comic of the week. First of all, uh, I thought she had been a long time ago. Elaine yeah. Boozler. Elaine Boozler, an icon, a, a, a in for the duration, doing stand Yeah. I mean, okay. And, and uh, I, I always, we're, you and I are getting to the age where people introduce us that way. Certain, you know, like... Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, has start yeah alleged whatever right? Which you go all right. I get it. You're like I get I, it. I I also have to do stand up after you introduce me. So yeah, if you could but, not yeah. introduce me as the Lord Jesus Christ, <laughs> who's going to cure your cancer? And it's that'd be it's, awesome. Yeah, and it's also just it's about how how long we've been in the business and not how good you are, you know, which is also irritating as well. But mm-hmm. I, I think people mean well. Uh, I think when you're, when you're a younger comic and you're on a show with a comic who was headlining when you started, then I guess that means something, right? Yeah. So anyway, but and, Elaine and, Boozler. Yeah. Who has always been funny and continues yeah. to be funny. And what is her no, handle? I don't even know. Okay. So that's Elaine Boozler. E-L-A-Y-N-E-B-O-O-S-L-E-R. Okay. So, but, uh, she, you know, she, she had a bunch of specials, um, in the eighties, right? She retained ownership of them, um, so that she got all the money. I feel like she was the precursor to our royalties fight with, uh, oh, with, <laughs> with Spotify and stuff, you know, she yeah, didn't yeah. save, she didn't share the, she didn't share the, the money. You seem very distracted. Uh, you're cleaning your glasses. You're looking. Oh, well, well, well. Our it's first Mr. guest. <laughs> Our very first guest. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to bring this in to you and interrupt your show. Oh. This is uh, our neighbor, Mike, across the street, who gets the LA Times, brought over from today's LA Times this huge 24-page insert about comedy in Los Angeles. Are we? Is mentioned- that the one, the 60, the 60, 60 best places no, to do? It's, uh, I think, uh, uh, Jake from it's Comedy Gear. It's been online. Yeah, writing. Comedy Gear yeah. has got a piece in there. Yeah. yeah comedy I think it's about comedy there. spaces and not if, the if two comedians a... everyone's ignoring for the last 35 years, Lori Kilmartin and Jackie Cation. It's true. We should take as a personal slight this show is not on there. <laughs> Why don't you leave that and take it on the arches? <laughs> oh, he wants it back? Then it's online. Tell him that I have, the, I have the internet. He wants it back. <laughs> That's our neighbor. <laughs> who I love dearly. I love everybody. I'm hoping not to be a monster. Oh. Guess what? Unsuccessful. Go ahead. <laughs> Elaine, uh, so she uh, she recently sold a very in- and gorgeous apartment in New York City. She had, she had a place on Riverside Drive. Like, she posted it. I think she posted the listing on Redfin or something. It was incredible. It was incredible. Um, and she moved to Italy. So she lives in Italy. She is now. She's not running. April Macy might be able to get her some work because April April Macy. What? April Macy does stand up everywhere. But does she live in Italy? Uh, Part of the time, yeah. I thought her. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, her husband Um, is. uh, Is I. uh, I, He's. I don't think he's Greek. He might be North African. 
Okay. I might have married in Greece or got married. Yeah, he's great. Um, so, you know, I say of- that without ever meeting the man and only seeing pictures of his handsome, handsome face on yeah. Instagram. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, part of my, my post son in school fantasy is, of course, to move to either Luxembourg or some EU country and open a little, a uh, little comedy club and call it expat comedy. Oh. And, uh, anyway, but Elaine's not doing that. She's just living her she, life. Uh, yes. Yeah. And I'm like, good for you. You know what? Just, mm-hmm. just enjoy it. Like while you're healthy, get out there. You know, I mean, looking at my parents, everyone starts to fall apart right around 80, you know, once you hit your late sixties, early seventies, take advantage of what you have and enjoy. And so she is, uh, living with her, I, I don't know if it's her husband or her partner, but they, uh, have a place in Italy and it looks, whatever she's posting on Twitter, it just looks incredible. And I okay. totally envy her. And she's a, she was a, a great comic. She's a great comic. She was and, a great influence when we were coming up, I think. Totally. And, and, and has always been funny. So, yep. uh, congratulations for this possibly unneeded comedy jackie and laurie bump you know what there are some people that don't know who she is coming up right they they yeah. barely you know they barely right. know anyone she, older she, than kevin hart honestly you know? and everyone so. keeps writing the history of stand-up comedy and it's entirely <laughs> the history of men in Not stand-up including comedy with, i know i know i know we need a female historian to start writing about comedy uh you know uh, you just need, we need someone to start poking around and not, it's got to, it, it needs to go as a flag in your head when you have 20 chapters and they're all about men, you know? Right. And if you're but a female if, historian, you'll notice that. And, uh, but yeah. if you're poking around with your dick, then you won't notice. <laughs> we need someone who doesn't write with their penis. That's, that's what we need. It's not me. I don't want to do it. Ow. No, it isn't. Uh, the fact that you're willing to open a comedy club called Expat Comedy makes you willing to open a comedy club. So we have already parted ways. Come Jackie on. had already closed. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I emceed too much there and everyone knew my act. I know how the story goes. It's already a failure. Uh, I keep. Oh, by the way, speaking. So the drama of uh her, of Elaine Boozler keeping her rights and yeah. the Spotify thing. I keep getting announcements from different um like record I, I got producers. You have so record labels. You have you have your albums on so many different labels they all have different relationships with. No no we got one on the thread. Okay. But that that label that I just typed yeah. they they just emailed me and said that my stuff should be back up on Spotify by Monday. Okay. That's fine. But not, but it's not Pandora and Sirius. The only one that pays is Sirius. Yes. So That's, Spotify is, I, I guess it's fine. It gets, it gets your name out there. The, well, I have to fill rooms, right? I know. I know. Does it, d- does that lead to filling rooms? Um, I mean, Pandora you- actually leads to filling more rooms than, than, Spotify does, and Pandora's owned by Spotify, or Spotify is owned no, by Pandora. No, Sirius owns Pandora. I mean, that's what I mean, Sirius. Yeah, so whatever. Look into your stock options, everybody. Who gives a shit? But whatever it is, the one that I need them to play all of those is the one that's owned by, you know, the blue collar. The blue collar comedy dudes need to play my stuff twenty four seven, and then all of a sudden, nine hundred million people that I may or may not have anything in common with will come and see me do stand up. Um, I don't think the blue collar comedy tour owns Sirius. No, no, but they have a show. The two, the two of the guys, Ingball. Oh, they do. Oh, Fox oh really? Worthy. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And they used to play a bunch of my stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, wow, that's cool. I wonder if they played any of mine. I worked with Bill Ingball at Tommy T's in San Ramon. Uh, so he owes me one. I never <laughs> messed up his intro once. And then uh, Foxworthy, I worked with in uh, Anchorage, um, Alaska, in the early, very early 90s. Um, and I, there's actually a picture of me uh, taken at Portage Glacier when it was it was Glacier. still ice. Yeah. <laughs> and not like a river. Right. Uh, yeah. River. Yeah. Uh, so he owes me as well. Right. Okay. People owe you. They owe me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But all the, there's a bunch of different stuff. There's a bunch of stuff happening with all of the 
there is some movement on Spotify. I don't know that it will be movement that will do anything to affect the Sirius XM Pandora business, but all I know is I, I just, um, I'm on the road a bunch. So that's, I mean, I'm, I'm also going to Portland. I'm doing uh, the siren again. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. September. And then, um, I'm also opening for Brian Regan around here. Awesome. Um, in September. But, you know, I'm looking forward to that August 25th thing in town. I'm looking forward to being in town for a couple of weeks. I want to go to New York, but I can't figure out what two weeks to go in because Mm -hmm. I also have, like, that's September. I think I'm also working two weeks in October, two weeks in November, and two weeks in December. And I don't want to be gone four weeks in one, even though I I could be, but I I would miss Andy. Because it's basically, it's six weeks. Yeah. So basically it's six weeks. Yeah. And, um, and I, you know, and I do want to go to New York and I want to remind people that I exist. When are you going to New York again? Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, you know, uh, school's starting up pretty soon. I have, I have little, I have things through the end of uh, August, um, little, some, you know, I, I'm going to last in Seattle, August 19th and 20th. This weekend, uh, I will be at, in Chicago at the Comedy Den, or the Den Theater. Ron right. Funches was just there. I guess he sold out a bunch of shows. He's on loot, though. He's on an Apple show. Uh, so that's help, helping to fill the room. And plus, he's, you know, he's Ron Funches. Uh, yeah. I, so far, have not been alerted that my shows have sold out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Everybody retweet. Everybody yeah, plug you can retweet. Plug but also, if you're there, come to the show. Uh, apparently, it's a great venue. Ron said it, it was really... like, his favorite venue. It's such a good venue. I yes. opened for Bamford in it. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah. And she sold it out, of course. And it Oh, was... yeah. Just rub it in, Jackie. Everyone's selling it out, you know but I'll kill Martin. <laughs> Do you know why she sold it out? Because she is Ron Funches. <laughs> a lot of people she... don't know that about Maria Bamford. Is that she's actually Ron. I had no idea. And so, um, but yeah, but everybody could just, you know, we have a lot of comics who, who listen, who live in New York in, or, or who have lived in Chicago and they, they could help spread the word as well. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, and, uh, but that I haven't, uh, I haven't, uh, organized uh, New York stuff. It's, uh, um, uh, we're getting back into school, you know, yep. primary caretaker, still yep. child is still under 18 and yep. you know what I've, I've noticed is like Felicia Michaels said this about teenagers is they actually need more mothering than when they're little. You know, like like it doesn't kid, stop just because no, he has but, all of his toes and fingers and can make his own sandwich. I don't it, think that it's over. Yeah, he, all, he actually was actually born with all of his toes and fingers. But yes, Wait, I see your point. Yes, the whole time. Yes, he didn't grow them later on. Um, but but. He's like aware of every second that I'm gone now. Like when he was seven, eight, nine, whatever, it was, uh, he'd be asleep. I'd dart out or, you know, my mom will put him in bed or something. But now it's like, if I'm gone, he's alone at the house and you know, it's still, it's still not fun to be alone. So I've been bringing him to comedy shows, which, uh, I, I fear has given him the idea that he should try comedy. Wow. But that's a separate problem, guys. That's a yeah, separate yeah. problem. That's uh, that's something. That, I mean, the thing the, here's the thing about doing stand-up comedy, and, right. I, and tell me if you disagree. But I, I I think that if you you think to yourself, I want to do stand-up comedy, you should definitely try it. You should because you will know almost immediately. Right. <laughs> you really yes. Do yes. Comedy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because it will be. You'll be like, no, this is gross, or yeah. that wasn't fun, or. I think I could probably be good at this, but it's way too much work and not enough reward. You know, I mean, there's a thousand reasons to not do it. And the only reason to really do it, it's sort of like he draws, right? Yeah. If you said, well, you're never going to make a dime drawing, he would still draw. Mm -hmm. If you told me I would never make another dime and do not tell me this, uh, doing stand-up comedy, I would still do stand-up comedy. Because I don't know... Yeah, I mean, I believe it's me. I'm paying. I am. I'm paying shit over at the Expat uh, Comedy Club, so we're <laughs> more than welcome to make zero dollars there. Finally, uh, right? But I, uh, but also, I I was uh, you know it could be just the thing you was floating out there to see how I'd respond and stuff. 
Right, just to light you up. Could but I, I, t- I told him, I'm like, you, you know, you do whatever you want, just so you know that you're, you're, you're saying this at a week where I'm, where I'm wearing a pass and I, sh- I hold up my pass and people are like, oh, come on in. Oh, please, where can we, oh, over here, can we get you a drink? Like, this isn't how comics are normally treated. <laughs> oh, right. Did he say it during Montreal when you guys Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, I'd want to start. to Peoria? Exactly. I'd want to start comedy in Montreal as well. It looks fun. <laughs> Everyone's in a good mood, and uh, you get your little elitist little artist pass, and it gets you in, you know, and you get to say I'm with her, right? It's fun. Sure. Yeah. But, but feed an open mic for two hours. Have names drawn, right? Yes. And it's never you until it's late 19th. And then all the comics are gone. There's none to perform to, but the MC, mm-hmm. well, you know, whatever. And you try your know. three minutes and you've had to sit through 12 people talking about their bodily functions and right. their racist attitudes and their sexist attitudes and their dumb, dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, don't forget to try stand up comedy. The Jackie and Morris show. But I mean, I do say that, I mean, if you, I did, so my second set at Flappers, and this was gratifying, even though it shouldn't be because I've been doing stand-up for so long, it should be expected. Yeah. But, but, because I don't know if you know this about me as I'm a legend. And uh, so, and when, when I'm introduced, but the thing is, so I did 10 and I, and I was just working on two or three new lines Mm -hmm. instead of that first set where I was working on five brand new minutes and uh, boy, does it need work. So the, uh, I got off stage and everyone in the green room, all the other, like there were like eight other comics were like, thank you. That was great. I mean, one guy actually said, thank you. And, he was, and it was a comic. thanked you for doing a set. Right. He was one of the, there were two older besides <laughs> Mike Burton. There were two other guys, even older than us yeah that hadn't done stand-up in 15 20 years and they're coming back back. now yeah that's so strange like why well i had that pandemic right you just like i miss it what the fuck maybe Maybe. i guess Hmm. um so are you uh wiping down um the like the seat, the seat back, and all that kind of stuff. The armrests because of monkeypox. I'm not sure. How, I I keep reading different things about how vigilant I have to be about touching surfaces with monkeypox. You know, like I um, thought it was open wounds. I thought it was no. It could be skin to skin, like okay. brushing up against somebody. So um, it's not uh, it's not open wounds. <laughs> brushing up against open wounds. I mean, that is kind of preventable with band-aids, but, uh, <laughs> right. but I'm, but I, but I'm like, Oh my, like how much of a production when I get on a plane, am I willing to put on? Right. I got like, mask. I got my portable purifier. Now I'm wiping things down. I forget too. Oh my God. It's so much work to travel Yeah, and not get a disease. Right, <laughs> right, right. Cause you want to still travel. It's, I, uh, I, I'm still the anxiety all summer of, oh my God, I'm going to get COVID working all these rooms, you know, and then I'm, then I can't do Montreal. I'm going to lose all that money. It's nice. It's nice that that didn't pan out. Right. Um, but, but there's still more road travel, but I'll, I'll just still do the same precautions, you know, right, bring my right. uh, big purifier and plug it in right in front of where I stand on stage. We had people over yesterday to play Hero Instant, uh, which is uh, in this very room. Okay. But I had I had a purifier going, and um, and it's everybody that during lockdown I knew took it very very seriously, mm-hmm. and still take it seriously, mm-hmm. and so, um, yeah. But it was there were ten people in our house, and in in this room there were like six, and this room is not large, but uh, the. Uh, but we had a really, really good time. It felt like a little bit of normalcy since Chris moved yeah. in, where people came over right. and we gamed, and then we got, and you, we usually go out to eat, but a couple of people still aren't eating in restaurants. So, yeah. um, so we, I went and I got so much Chinese food, like two hundred dollars worth of Chinese food, um, wow. because, and we ate through most of it. 
but not not but still not most of it i'm not not tr- that's not true we ate through probably half of it and yeah. um but i wanted um there's one in my opinion and i would love to be proven wrong one decent Chinese restaurant in the San Fernando Valley. And oh, I don't want anyone to get into that. Sounds like you're throwing bombs left and right, like an anarchist in the this 20s. Is, yeah. Because it has to be, um, yeah, because I'm a, I'm a snob when it comes to Chinese food. I worked in a Chinese restaurant, and I never liked Chinese food until I worked in that Chinese restaurant. And um, and I, it's it, it made me like weird Chinese food. And like all the food that is normal Chinese food that Americanized and then all the stuff that the Chinese people. And let's take okay. a break because that sentence bored me. Well, Manolo, we have a show to promote. It's called Dr. Game Show. It's a family-friendly podcast where listeners submit games and we play them with callers from around the world. Oh, sounds good. New episodes uh, happen every other Wednesday on MaximumFun.org. It's a it's a fast and loose oasis of absurd innocence and naivete. And Are you writing a poem? No, I'm just saying things from my memory. And uh, it's a nice break from reality. <laughs> Is that, are we allowed to say that? I don't know. It sounds bad. It comes with a 100% happiness guarantee. It does not. <laughs> Come for the games and stay for the chaos. Jackie, we're back, right? Okay. Are we? What? I forgot. I had a crazy gig this weekend. Oh, God. Where I was, was at, I was at a winery in Livermore, right? Oh, that's right. With that guy that I keep trying to get on Brian. the forest. Yeah, Brian. Yes. But he okay. had inter- internet problems. I did. We're trying. He wants to talk about his RV. It's a very specific RV. Go. Okay. So uh, so it's in Livermore, Bay Area, right? And uh, there's a lot of winery. First of all, when I was growing up, Livermore was like, it was not impressive. It was seen as a cow town. And they had the lab, Livermore lab, where it's like nerds and ranchers, right? And no one I knew lived there. It was just like a, a, a place that was on its way to the five, which is to L. You know, <laughs> now you're in L.A. and it's awful, right? You want to stay in the Bay Area. So it was nothing. Um, so now it's just full of wineries. very And it's very expensive. It's, it's what's happened to the Silicon Valley happened to Livermore as well, but different. It's, you know, it's wineries. Um, but, but, but the, it's very high end now. It's shocking. I don't know if you've lived in a town, you lived near a town that was like just low rent and then became Bayview, Wisconsin, Bayview, Wisconsin, just full of factory workers and now full of the bearded youth movement. It's ridiculous. Shocking. Right. So, so Livermore, it it shocks me, but uh, so I'm, so I'm doing an outdoor uh, show. Uh, People have paid a ton of money. They're drinking incredible wine. I got, I had a glass and it was like insane. And I got two bottles. They gave me two bottles. The Three Steves Winery. And I was teasing them that Steve is the ultimate Gen X male East Bay name. And uh, and then I was talking to someone else in the audience, and his name was Rick. And I'm like, that's number two. I knew <laughs> so many Steves and Ricks. They were like two years older than me. It was like across the board, right? Then David's came into whatever. But what I'm saying <laughs> is <laughs> there were so many Steves. Um, and like all my friends, older brothers were named Steve. It was, it was uh, ridiculous. So, oh, go ahead. What? Oh, my, uh, if, if, uh, I guess my mother had a miscarriage, uh, and was going to name the kid Steve, Thought I'd bring it down. Keep wow. going. Yeah. No, now, you, now we're going to call the winery two Steves because, uh, <laughs> your mom lost one. All right. So, uh, so it was a lot of fun. So I'm on, so we're on a, a flat, uh, the flatbed of a truck, right? It's and uh, no. and people okay. are sitting. Oh yeah, they're they're seated outside. Behind me are the beautiful hills of Livermore. In front of me, it's Mount Diablo. It's it's gorgeous, right? There's like little tinkle lights or whatever they're called, twinkle sure, you know, those that, backyard lights. Just built for stand up. Yes. So it's outdoors. It's hell, right? Outdoors mm-hmm. is always hell. It's always hell. But so Livermore is so popular now. There's so many wineries there that there were two more wineries within I don't know half a mile. And one of them was actually down a hill. So I'm going to say a, a two-minute walk down a hill. They are also doing outdoor events at the same time as my stand-up show. All right? <laughs> the one this way is has a 80s cover band playing uh, 
the classics, Heart, Queen, Eurythmics, Prince. And when I got to my closer, they started playing, uh, play that funky music, White Boy. And I'm like, holy shit, I need to get this joke over and get the fuck out before the audience starts like dancing to it, you know? (laughs) And then below me is a drag show that they're having. I don't know what's happening or people are coming out or like drag performers are coming out and dancing or whatever. But so they have a silence and then an explosion of applause. Wow. And then silence again. And this is happening the entire time I'm on stage. Wow. Um, it was just a lot to talk over. And it was, it. I was like, you guys need to coordinate this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, the wineries, like somebody takes Saturday, somebody take Friday, somebody take Sunday. Right. Uh, Sunday because you day. can't have, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that so is so much. My voice is kind of shocked because I was yelling. Because you're yelling outside into a microphone because you, yes. you, they can hear you, but you can't tell. So and, that's and, the and, biggest you know, problem. And every comedy pause gets filled in with, uh, with heart lyrics, some, you know, yes, or whatever. Sort of, yeah, you yeah. know. I have, to and say, I told the audience yeah. if they start playing the B52s, I'm just getting off stage and dancing because if they, <laughs> if they play Rock Lobster, there's no reason for this show to continue. <laughs> Uh, I have a, I have a September 9th show at a resort in San Diego. Oh, is it the Bay mission Bay resort? Is that Kimball's and bits? Uh, I, my agent booked it it out of the blue. Okay. Yes. And it's, um, it's indoors. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. But I have to, it's, um, and there's a hotel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I did it. Uh, I did it a couple months ago. Oh, nice. It's indoors. It's fun. It's, it's, uh, I followed like four or five comments. Maybe there was like maybe one or two many acts in front of me, you know, but there, it's a lot of San Diego comics that are doing spots. So is that yeah. what you mm-hmm. made? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, guess what's happening for me on September 9th? What? You're you well, no, what? the, uh, secret show that I did and I can't talk about. Oh wait, that one's out. Yes. Ooh. Wait, how come? Yes. It, how, how come you can't talk about it now? I because it's coming out know. September September 9th. Yes, I think. Well, what, you know what? What? what, what it's on HBO, right? No, Apple Plus. Apple Plus. It's an Apple Plus show. Oh, all right. <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> don't let. Yeah, that. Kyle's like, don't let Jackie trick you. They can still mm-hmm. edit you out. it's a huge it's a huge series that uh it's about many things and one of them they did a little segment on stand-up comedy and i'm part of it yes yes and i did a performance i don't know september 9th will you be able to post that picture yes of me with the person yes yeah Mm -hmm. yeah controversial person i don't know that everyone every Uh, one of our listeners loves uh, her if you don't love her, don't be a listener. Fuck right off. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's where I'm at. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, go eat a dick. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's bullshit. Wow. Harsh but fair. fair. Harsh. That's what I'm known for. Actually, <laughs> uh, when, I, when I walked off stage, when I, showed, when I put that 30-second clip of me coming back on stage at Acme, somebody posted, that's what I like about you is you're nice, but you have boundaries. <laughs> and uh, I was like, well, that is actually a very positive outlook of what I might be, how my life might be. I would love for that to be. Um, I, yeah. So I'm trying very hard uh, to, to everything to, to work out here to let everything be smooth in my new living situation. Right. And um, how, how is that? It's, um, it's good. I'm still in transition, and I don't know yep. if there's if there's only going to be a certain amount of um, of good, you know, like where it's not like what I have to think. Uh, what I have to make peace with is that this is never going to be. We're just roommates, right? Because this is Andy's mom, and right. um, and she's in her late seventies. So I'm, it's never going to be, well, we're going to, you know, Ireland for two weeks, you know, take care of the animals, take care of the yard. We'll be right back. It's, it's not, it'll, yeah, it'll, take, it'll right. take more work than that. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's so, weird. What, my mom, uh, when I, when I, I would always leave, like go to New York and leave 
her with my son. And towards right before COVID hit, I was like, this is still okay, right? Because she couldn't get him out of the house in a fire. Like he would be getting her out of the house, right? Right. Like, I, you know, because she was and he was 13 or, 13 or 14. He was like 12 and 13. Yeah. yeah. So he just needed a presence, you know. Obviously, she's not going to fend off anybody. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So it, it, I was like, I'm sure it's fine. I don't want to think about it. I have things to do. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's. it's and so I, I want to be aware of that. I want to be, I, I don't want to just go, no, it'll be fine. We'll just, you know. And if I do yeah. want to think that, I want to plan more for it. Like, obviously, put the dogs. I don't think I would put the dogs in a kennel. I think I would hire a dog person, like someone, like a, yeah. like a house sitter kind of person, but someone who right. would just come by. Yeah. Because I don't know if anyone, like, I think if I had someone stay overnight, it would have to be someone she knew <laughs> or, yeah, right. a, or a medical professional, right? Right. Like someone who, like, it wouldn't just be, hey, Carmen Morales, you want a dog sit in a house? Sit? Like, that feels like a lot of responsibility for someone who was just going to dog sit and house sit and do totally. things. Yeah. Um, and that's so it's, a, it costs a lot of money. That costs yeah, a lot of money. That, I think it would cost a lot of money. And, um, but, but so that's, those, those are the things that I'm coming to peace with, with, uh, and right. I think we'll take a minute. It'll take some, which is why yesterday having people over to game was super fun. Felt yeah. like, felt like it was all working out. The hard thing with old people is, they are only going to decline. And that the thing with kids is they're only mostly, unless, you know, you're in a terrible situation, they're only going to improve. They're going to get more mobile. They'll be able to take care of themselves more. And, and the parents go the other direction. So that, that can be a little bit like, you know, you can't tell yourself, well, this is going to get better because it won't. Right. Right. And I don't know how to, I also, and and we will not know, like, I don't think there'll be a definite delineation of, well, now it's so bad, you have to go into assisted. I don't know how to do that either. And we're not anywhere near that. So it's fine. Yeah. And I, my voice is real scratchy, so I'm going to go away. Bye. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.